isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by the Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, we're heading back to one of our favorite destinations, the Columbia River Gorge, but we'll be exploring it in kind of an unusual way. Yeah, Vicky, I feel um, like this is one of my crazier ideas <laughs> I've had for a road trip. And I and I don't exactly remember where it came from um, and exactly whose brain it came from. But I was talking with my editor, Sherison Gabrielson, um, about like story ideas for like, you know, this time of year, it's like, it's like one of the most beautiful times of year to be in the Pacific Northwest wildfires, notwithstanding, um, like, you know, it's typically sunny, it's beautiful, you know, the snow is melted from the mountains, you can explore anywhere, and usually have some really good weather to do it. And she was like, you know, I feel like we haven't done a lot in the gorge lately, aside from our wildflower corridor episode, which is great. And you can go back and listen to that. Um, we haven't done like a lot of big gorge stuff. And is there a different kind of way to explore the gorge? Like, you know, maybe you can try to, you know, drive it in a different way. And what we came up with was this idea of doing a zigzag road trip through the Columbia River Gorge. Now, Vicki, when I say those words to you, does that make any sense? Yes, because I have only done day trips to the gorge and it's usually like choosing a specific spot and I think, okay, do I want to stay on the Oregon side? Do I want to go to the Washington side? Where do I cross over? And so when thinking about all those different day trips, I imagine you could connect them somehow, some way via bridges uh, and uh, go back and forth creating the zigzag. The zigzag. It's, I mean, so just to, to sort of set the scene here, the Columbia River Gorge obviously is this, you know, section of the lower Columbia River um, with a lot of beautiful scenery. It's basically where the Columbia River cuts through the Cascade Mountains. And you have the Oregon side, um, which Interstate 84 and historic Columbia River Highway lead to stuff too. And the Washington side, which is uh, Washington State Route 14. There are three bridges that cross the Columbia River in this section. You've got the um, Bridge of the Gods at Cascade Locks. You've got uh, the Hood River White Salmon Bridge. 
And then you have a bridge at the Dalles, which is basically the, the far end of it. So a lot of opportunities to cross the river, see different kinds of stuff on either side. The idea for this road trip is to see all of the Oregon side, all of the Washington side. But instead of doing a really sensible, like go down the highway in one side, cross over at the Dalles, go down the highway for the other side, <laughs> that's great. But you're missing out on those two bridges. So if you want to get all the bridges, both sides, I've, I've devised this zigzag road trip. It does feel a little insane, but I am really into it right now. Okay. So are we talking, this is like multiple days. I'm assuming there's just certain spots. If you wanted to stay longer, you could, but is this something you're thinking you could knock out in one day? You could, if you wanted to, it's, it's like, you know, uh, I think I, I want to say I mapped it out at roughly like three hours of driving. It's really not okay. that much, um, but it depends on how many places you want to stop at. And so right. you could do it in a day if you're just driving, just seeing the sights, which is perfectly valid. Or if you don't want to stop off at a couple of places, you can make it happen. If you want to see everything, you, you should give yourself a week. Um, you know, stay. you can stay in Hood River. You can stay in White Salmon. You can stay in the Dalles. There's campgrounds you can stay at. Um, you can, you know, uh, stay in Vancouver or Camas if you want to. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can do, but there are so many hikes here, so many waterfalls, so many viewpoints, um, that like, I, I haven't even seen all of them and I go here yeah. all the time. <laughs> so, um, there's really more than you could possibly hope to do in one trip, which just allows you to do kind of whatever you want. Okay. Before we jump into it, let's talk a little bit about logistics, with bridges normally come tolls. Mm -hmm. So how much do you think we're spending on tolls here? I've estimated a total of $13 in tolls. Um, so that's you, you to pit to cross the bridge of the gods is $3 for a passenger vehicle, a regular car, um, to cross the hood river, white salmon bridge is three fifty. So you do that twice. That's about $13, right? Um, the Dalles Bridge, there's no toll on, so you can cross that one for free. There's an asterisk here that there is a thing. I, I actually just learned about the Breeze By Toll Transponder, which is basically like um, folks who are you know familiar with the East Coast, like the Easy Pass, just a thing you put in your oh, car yeah. that pays tolls electronically. And if you have that, the tolls are half or in some kind some cases more than half um with that transponder so something to know if you're going to be going back across the river a bunch of times like i don't know if it's worth it for just like one trip but if you're going to be doing this a lot maybe look into the breeze by and then any other permits we're looking at here people should have all the regular permits you need for the gorge so um if you're a regular gorge explorer um you maybe already have a lot of these but you know um us forest service trailheads require um, either a display of like an annual federal lands pass, like the Northwest Forest Pass or that National Parks Pass. Um, otherwise, you got to pay a $5 parking permit, which you can get online. Um, all Washington state parks require a Discover Pass. Those are uh, $11.50 for the day or $35 for the year. Just get a year pass and just go check out some Washington state parks. Um, Oregon state parks don't usually charge a fee, but Rooster Rock State Park in the gorge does. So if you're stopping at Rooster Rock, make sure you have that. We've talked about Multnomah Falls and their timed entry permits. Um, that is only good until September 4th, which as this podcast comes out is passed. So don't need to worry about that. Um, you know, and Dog Mountain, it has permits in the spring, which if you're doing this in the spring, you'll need to get those as well. So 
Um, just make sure you've got all your permits in hand before you go off and trying to go to all these places. Perfect. All right. Now that we have those logistics out of the way, where are we starting? Which which side of the gorge are we starting at? That's the question, isn't it, Vicky? Which side do you start on, <laughs> Oregon or Washington? For this, I, I landed on starting on the Washington side, and I'll tell you why. Um, when you're looking at pulling off the side of the highway, it's a lot easier to do it when the pullout is on the side of the highway you're on. And one of the first big pullouts in Washington on that western side of the gorge is the Cape Horn uh, lookout, which is on the right side of the highway. Um, so I thought, okay, we'll start there so you can pull off really easily at that viewpoint, which you're going to want to do. And you end the day in the waterfall corridor on the Oregon side. And hopefully at the end of the day, you're going to see less traffic. So between those two things, I thought starting on the Washington side made the most sense. Yeah. I like the logic behind that. Thank you. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we're starting on the Washington side and starting at the Cape Horn lookout, you said? Yeah. So the first the first leg of this, um, you're basically, it starts as, as around Washougal, right? Which is a town that is uh, east of Vancouver. And the first kind of thing you're going to get to in what is technically the gorge is the Steigerwald Lake National Wildlife Refuge, which is great. Um, definitely spend some time there. But you know, with apologies to Steigerwald, the first big thing you're going to get to is that Cape Horn lookout. It's just a pull out on the side of the highway, but do pull out, take a picture, look at it. It's one of the best views you can get looking into the gorge. So incredible, like breathtaking views. Oh. You really do have to pull off to the side of the road. Otherwise, while you're driving by, you could easily <laughs> get distracted by how beautiful it is. So yeah. safety first, pull over, and then gawk at the views. Yeah. As a side note, I got stuck in traffic. There was like a, a, a construction stop there, and I got stopped right at that viewpoint, and I just like, you know, rolled down my window and just looked at, at it for like the 15 <laughs> minutes I was stopped there. It was the best traffic stop I've ever had. Um, so Cape Horn Lookout is your first thing, but a couple other things on this first leg, um, Beacon Rock State Park, really cool spot. Um, you can hike alongside, um, the, the rock and there's also Hamilton mountain, which we've talked about here before on the show. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the last sort of big stop is the Bonneville dam. Um, if you're into the dam or salmon viewing, um, the Washington shore visitor center is a place where you can, you know, check out the dam and see all that stuff. If you're taking minimal time to stop and look, how long do you think this this leg would take? Well, if you're taking no time and there's no stops, it, it's about 35 minutes of a drive. So take 35 minutes and add whatever time you're going to stop to see anything. Okay, so we're at the Bonneville Dam. Where are we going from here? Okay, next thing you're going to do is cross the Bridge of the Gods back into Oregon where you're going to hit the second leg. And this is kind of a, a leg that there's not a, a ton of stuff right out of the car. But the main attraction here is the historic Columbia River State Trail, which is a paved biking and walking path that runs you know, through a lot of the gorge. But this section here is a really nice stretch of it. Um, you can walk or bike along it and see a bunch of waterfalls. There's a, some really good viewpoints over the gorge. Um, if you happen to have a bike with you, do bike this section. But even if you're walking, you can stop off at either Starvation Creek Trailhead or the Wyeth Trailhead and get just a really nice, easy, paved walk-in. Yeah, I've done a portion of this trail on bike, actually crossed Bridge of the Gods on bike, which is 
a little scary. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. but, <laughs> oh my God. but after you've crossed it, um, that, that, that paved trail is really nice and such a smooth ride. I really enjoy it. Oh, it's so good. And they are opening some other segments of the paved trail a little bit farther into the gorge, which we're not going to get into a lot today because it's not open yet. Um, but do um, look out for more of that in the future. And we're saying if you're looking for some like really difficult hiking, um, some stuff we talked about in our previous hard hikes episode, the Mitchell Point Trailhead is also in this area. And that can give you access to a lot of leg burners. All right. Where does leg three take us? Okay. So this, that leg two will take you to bit to Hood River. And again, maybe stop in Hood River for lunch if it's that kind of time. Um, or cross the river at the Hood River White Salmon Interstate Bridge and cross over back into Washington and head, uh, head east and you'll hit the Wildflower Corridor. So we've talked a lot about the Wildflower Corridor. It's blooming in the spring. Like right now, it's, it's not really wildflowers, but it is an area where there's a lot of really cool hikes. So in particular, there's a, there are a group of three hikes that I really like. Um, Coyote, Coyote Wall is one of them, which is also a good place to do some mountain biking. Uh, Catherine Creek is another one. They have um, this sort of paved, um, all like universal access trail down by the river with some really good mountain views, um, river views, really cool spot. And then the Lyle Cherry Orchard, um, which is, uh, you know, sort of more notorious for things like poison oak and rattlesnakes, um, but has just some incredible views over the gorge. So if you're down with a little bit of, you know, wilderness, do check out the Lyle Cherry, Cherry Orchard as well. What else is around this area? Like, are there places to eat around here? Or is this kind of more just like stick to hiking or biking? The town of White Salmon, which is right across the river from Hood River, is a really good place to go eat and bop around town. Um, they've got a bunch of restaurants. Everybody's Brewing is in White Salmon. Uh, if you're a beer person, you got to check out Everybody's. Um, they have some really good food there as well. Um, and you know, there's definitely some more stuff to do kind of in the white salmon area. There's some good, um, like whitewater kayaking. Um, there's some smaller towns too. the town of Lyle itself is pretty small. Um, and then, uh, Bingen is also nearby, but, um, there are, there are more restaurants there, uh, more places to stop off. So if you're into sort of like the small town attractions, pull off the road and, you know, walk around a little bit, stretch your legs, any of those small towns will do for you. I haven't personally been to White Salmon yet, but my partner Nick has in one of his first trips to Oregon, and he absolutely raves about <laughs> White Salmon. He loves small towns and the charm of them, but I'm pretty sure after he visited, he was like, these are the best nachos oh I've ever gosh. had in my life. So, <laughs> so uh, White Salmon has the check of approval from from Nick. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I, it, it, there's... It's a really cute little town. I really do like white salmon a lot. But for folks, so once you finish this leg of it, um, you're basically going to reach a uh, town of Dallas Port, which is just basically the port of the Dallas, um, and cross the Dallas Bridge back into Oregon. Um, and here you are in the town of the Dallas. So there is some stuff to do in the Dallas. And again, more restaurants, um, more attractions, the Neon Sign Museum. Uh, is in the Dalles. Um, also the Columbia Gorge Discovery Center, which is a fun little interpretive museum there. Um, but once you're kind of looking to get back into outdoor attractions, that sort of stuff, 
um, you, you basically have the other side of the wildflower corridor here. So again, if you're in the spring, uh, another trio of really incredible wildflower hikes, but that also are just really nice any time of year. Uh, Rowena Crest, Mosier Plateau, and the Memelous Hills are the three that are really, really nice. And those three are all found on the historic Columbia River Highway. So my recommendation here is once you're uh, leaving the Dalles, um, taking I-84 back, um, jump on the historic Columbia River Highway and follow that up to Rowena Crest and access some of those views, um, some of those those hikes. We're talking like right off the highway, some really easy walking around some fields to cliffs over the river. So nothing too strenuous, um, but some really cool stuff. And the last thing I want to pull out here is back on the historic Columbia River Highway State Trail, that paved bike path we talked about, um, has a trailhead on this side, and it leads to the famed Mosier Twin Tunnels, um, which are a couple of old, um, like, you know, old wooden tunnels through the cliffs that you can bike through, walk through. Um, people really like the Twin Tunnels. They're very charming. I always wondered where those are. I feel like I've seen pictures of them, but I wasn't exactly sure how <laughs> how to get there. Basically, you just go to the town of Mosier, and there's a trailhead um, just west of town, and you can get on the bike path right there, and they're like not that far from that trailhead. Good to know. Good to know. All right. We're coming up on our last few legs here. So where does leg five take us on this okay. trip? Well, leg five, you have uh, left the Dalles. You've gone through all of that side of the gorge in Oregon. Um, you're going to get back to Hood River. So again, another chance to do Hood River stuff. I know we're kind of glossing over Hood River, but I feel like it's pretty well known. Obviously, a ton of places to eat, a lot to see. Do stop in Hood River. When you're done seeing it, um, cross that Hood River White Salmon Bridge back into Washington. Um, so now we're doubling up on our bridges and this time go uh, west on Washington State Route 14 and um, see this stretch of the gorge here, which basically takes you through the town of Stevenson. Um, another cool small town, lots of stuff to do there. Um, and also past Dog Mountain. So we've talked about Dog Mountain before. Um, on it's a strenuous hike. It's beautiful for wildflowers in the spring. It has incredible views. Um, if you're looking for a tough hike, this is definitely one to do. Um, it's especially nice, mm -hmm. I think, out of season because it's a little bit less crowded. Everyone goes there for the wildflowers, and I feel like people kind of forget about it for the rest of the year. Um, so you might see a fewer people around there at the trailhead um, unless it's a really nice day. But Dog Mountain's a great place to stop. And then um, as you're kind of reaching the end of this leg, you're going to reach um, Skamania Lodge. So if you're looking for a place to stay, Skamania Lodge is a nice one. So it's, it's a little bit more upscale. They have some really cool tree houses, um, some glamping, and also the lodge itself. Um, it's a really, really cool spot. So do consider that if you want to stay overnight. Um, but also right next to that, you have the Columbia Gorge Interpretive Center. So this is another gorge museum. Um, I like it a little bit better than the one in the Dalles. Don't tell the one in the Dalles. Um, but it's a really just beautiful museum um, with some some good art and some great history. Um, I, do, I do really highly recommend that. Jamie, going back to Skamania Lodge, uh, I have looked at staying in one of the tree houses before. And oh my gosh, next time I have like a special mm -hmm. occasion to celebrate or something, I would absolutely adore staying at this treehouse. They're so cool. They're so cool. They're not like a treehouse where it's like built into a tree. 
but it's like up right. in the trees a little bit. Um, it's sort of like a big yeah. platform cabin <laughs> in the forest, if you will. Um, I, I took a tour when they first opened them um, back, I want to say in like 2017 or something. And they uh, absolutely gorgeous. Just so, so nice. Uh, a place like, like you said, Vicky, that's really good for a special occasion. All right. So we're coming up on the last leg of this trip. Maybe the most awe-inspiring part, especially if you haven't really experienced a lot of this before. That's the uh, Waterfall Corridor. Yes, saving the best for last. So you're going to cross the Bridge of the Gods back into Oregon and get and go west towards the Waterfall Corridor. Um, so this is, I mean, it, all the waterfalls are here, right? Uh, you know, I, I definitely, it's another one where I recommend jumping back on the, on the uh, historic Columbia River Highway where you're going to find access to all this stuff. So um, we're talking about Multnomah Falls, obviously. Um, which you do need permits for for certain times of the year. Um, Wakalela Falls, Horsetail Falls. Um, you can do a hike to Triple Falls. Um, the Eagle Creek Trail is right off the Interstate 84, and there are like what, like four or five waterfalls on the Eagle Creek Trail itself. Um, Seems like a million. <laughs> a million. Um, and that's not all. Like you know, there's um, just so many, so many, so many. So. I think, you know, this is one where like, if you've done some of these before, you can drive past them. But like, if this is your first time, you know, maybe, maybe consider stop and staying the night somewhere in here to really like, you know, be able to explore them fully. I mean, Eagle Creek, you could spend, you could backpack that and spend yeah. several days just doing that one trail. So there is just a ton to do here. Um, and of course, waterfalls aside, you can keep going down the historic Columbia River Highway to find um, Angel's Rest. That trail is one of the most popular and most beautiful trails in the gorge, um, as well as a number of just side-of-the-road waterfalls, Bridal Veil Falls, Shepherd's Dell Falls, Latterell Falls. Um, and then farther down, you find the historic Vista House at Crown Point, a really cool historic stone building atop a cliff um, with some great interpretive um, museum stuff inside. Um, as well as some really good views, obviously. And the Portland Women's Forum viewpoint, which is basically the um, Oregon side's equivalent of that Cape Horn lookout that we, we started with. So if you're starting in Oregon, the Portland Women's Forum viewpoint is sort of your main viewpoint. Um, but that's a great spot to end to when the sun is setting and it's like casting this you know orange glow over the gorge. You can't find a better look at that than the one from the Women's Forum. So definitely do that. And I guess all this is, is not to say like, there's also Rooster Rock State Park, <laughs> which a lot of, which is a lot of people's like main destination in the gorge. So if instead of taking the uh, historic highway, you're on Interstate 84, you can just do Rooster Rock, um, which is well known for its river access. Um, a lot of people go there for the nude beach. So if you're going there for a beach day, just know that it's it's a very popular nude beach um, officially sanctioned um, but also a great spot to do some stargazing um, if it, when it's open to do that uh, so uh, just a thousand things to do here in this last stretch so again really save the best for last um, but there's I mean just I think more than you could possibly do in a day right here I know. I was about to say, we just went over a lot. Uh, so, <laughs> Jamie, if you were to have to pick just a few things that you think are must do 
or C items? What are you picking here? Oh my God. Um, that's such an unfair question. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, so I, let's, let's talk about it like right now. This is, you know, the beginning of September. So that allows us to sort of take out the wildflowers <laughs> aspect yeah. of it, um, which helps me. I'm going to pick out like two on Washington and two on, on Oregon. Let's do, just, just to be fair. Um, and I'll say, you know, if you're in Oregon, you definitely got to do, um, the waterfall corridor, right? Like, I know that's like a lot of things, but I'd say take the historic, historic Columbia river highway through that series of waterfalls, right? Um, Shepherd's Dell, Latterell, Bridal Vale, um, all the way up to Multnomah Falls. And just that stretch right there is like a must do. Um, don't worry about hike doing the hiking waterfalls. Just like the side of the highway ones are so impressive enough. I've taken visitors there before and they are blown away by just these ones that you step out of your car, walk down a short path and boom, it's right there. It's, um, it's silly how easily accessible some oh of God. these beautiful waterfalls are. It really is. I mean, and like there's so many good ones that you can spend a day hiking to. The, the Joaquina Falls loop um, to Multnomah Falls is a great one. Like we said, the Eagle Creek Trail, you can hike to those. But just to the ones you can step out of your car to, that's that's good right there. So <laughs> that's one thing. Um, you know, I'm going to say uh, Hood River. Stop in Hood River and explore that town. It's uh, one of my favorite towns in Oregon. It, there's just so much to do there, um, so much good food. If you're a beer person, there are like, well, like four incredible breweries and then a few other ones as well. Um, a really good spot to stay the night. Um, there's some like boutique hotels that are pretty inexpensive there. Um, some really nice places as well. So um, yeah. that's do stop in Hood River. Great ice cream there too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, okay. So, but if you're on the Washington side, you know, gosh, there's again, so much here. Um, you know, we said the Cape Horn overlook do you got to stop there. You, you just have to pull over. I don't always stop there now because I've driven by it so many times, but if this is your first time there, every, or if you've driven by and not stopped there, it's just such an incredible view. And you, you can kind of see it, like you said, if you're a passenger in a car um, or if you're like really carefully driving, but it's worth <laughs> stopping and and taking a look. I, I, I really think so. And then, um, you know, I'll say Beacon Rock. Um, there's a few different areas at Beacon Rock. There's like the rock itself that you can climb, that there's like a, a trail you can climb around on. Hamilton Mountain is one of my favorite hikes in, in this region. I think it's, you know, it, mm -hmm. it takes more time, but God, it's such an incredible hike. And there's a little kind of lesser known spot um, just beside Beacon Rock called um, Doach Ranch. And it's, it has this little walking path that leads down to the banks of the Columbia River. And it's like, uh, if you want to just sort of sit by the river, uh, it's a little bit rocky, but it's it's one of the few spots where you can really sit down like by the water um, and be able to just sort of get, get access to easily. And you're not going to see a million people there either. Um, every time I'm there, I'm like one of, you know, two or three people down by the river. So, um, Beacon Rock, Cape Horn, Hood River, the Waterfall Quarter. Those are my four. There you go. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I will, I will just say that I, I highly recommend biking 
part of this, the the paved waterfall trail that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, get out of the car, you know, move your legs a little bit and kind of have this alternate way of getting around, especially if you don't bike a lot. I don't know if I recommend going over Bridge of the Gods via bike, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. uh, I will say... <laughs> Anyone who comes and visits, and I feel like this is especially true in the gorge, if you're not from this area, smelling the air here Mm. in Oregon, that crisp Pacific Mm -hmm. Northwest air really hits different. You know, (laughs) it is Mm -hmm. so incredible. And uh, you get a lot of that when you're riding your bike. So highly recommend. I bet. Do get out of your car. I mean, like I said at the top, it's a great, you can drive this in a few hours and just get some really good views from the car. But yeah, you got to stop at least a few times and pull out. And like you said, Vicky, get that fresh air, get that wind in your face that you so often <laughs> get in the gorge. Uh, it's such an incredible river. We're talking about the biggest river in the West cutting through like a mountain range. Um, it's dramatic. It's beautiful. It's incredible. Um, you've got to get up close and see it. Uh, this is just such a cool way a cool place to see. And a, I think a, maybe a crazy way to see it, but um, you know, uh, if you're looking for something different, this is, a, I think a really, a really interesting way to go about it. So cool. And still so many places here. Like I I've lived here for a couple of years now and I still haven't made it out a lot of these places. So perhaps a zigzag trip could be in my future. I really want to hear about it from like literally anyone, if anyone actually does this, like if for, for the record, I've not, done this like this. (laughs) It's just an idea that I had in my crazy mind. But if anyone does this, I want to hear about it and I want to know how it goes Um, because it sounds really cool and fun. So um, if if you do it, drop us a line, um, shoot us an email, um, tell us, tell us what you think. Um, Or if you just do it in your, in your mind, like me, um, that's a fun way to do it too. (laughs) Well, folks, uh, until next time, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel, as well as HereIsOregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast, as well as our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Also, if you're a fan of the show and you're interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at oregonian.com. This episode of the show is produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.